I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, my um, book tour, signing schedule, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to uh, apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mark A. Wolf on the line, and he is the president and thought provoker over at Mark A. Wolf Enterprises. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me on the podcast, Adam. Fantastic. So I, I, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Mark A. Wolf Enterprises. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? You know, Adam, when I was a kid, I wanted to capture images that I found interesting. So, you know, sometimes it would be old billboards or classic cars or even amazing architecture. So when I was young, my parents bought me a camera a little cheap camera, and I started taking pictures. And this is back when film existed, you know, film before digital. And I would go, and I went and upgraded to a Canon SLR film camera when I was in my early teens. And I took that hobby that I just wanted to capture images, and I went and I started to do more an experiment with black and white and infrared film. Then I started to go in the darkroom and develop it. And, again, you didn't know what the picture was going to be like until the end when you went and developed it. So sometimes you were just wondering if anything came out at all. Well, I took that hobby, I turned it into a job where, and a career where I started to take pictures and I became a press photographer. So mm -hmm. at about 16 years old, I started a business, I became a freelance press photographer, and then all of a sudden, through contacts and connections and just word of mouth, I got the opportunity to take pictures of then President George H.W. Bush senator who was the senator at the time, but then became Vice President Al Gore, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and even the Super Bowl champion, New York Giants. So I took what I thought was just fun, and I leveraged it, and I got paid to do something I loved. But then I took photography, and I went and I said, you know what, if I want to do with photography, maybe I should, could retouch things and start working on things on the computer. And I found that most people that were in photography were working on the Macintosh. So by that time, this was before Steve Jobs was even back at Apple, I went and I started to play with the Mac computer. Because I went to play with the Mac computer, I learned that a lot of businesses were using the Macs, but it was really only less than 5% of people were using Macintoshes. So I went and I actually became an Apple reseller back in the early 90s. So I took a photography hobby, went and became an Apple reseller, and then grew the business to work with companies like Beckton Dickinson, CNBC, Tiffany's, and also a motion picture director, all because I looked at a path and I said, well, what is everybody else doing? And where are they not looking? And where is this kind of niche? It was never just about photography, just like it was never about the camera, and it was never about the computer. It was about helping people get to where they wanted to go. And these were just tools on the way to getting there. People wanted to see images. People wanted to work with their, their computers. And they really didn't want to be bothered with all the rest of the stuff that gets in their way. So at a young age, I was looking at how to do this, and I started a career, literally just keep asking, what are people really asking for when they're trying to get from one point to another? So my whole career has been focused on how to achieve outcomes for clients, not worrying about the tools, not worrying about the techniques that are really bogging them down, because sometimes these were large companies, again, Fortune 500 companies, and it's really about how they said, listen, 
we just want to be able to get here faster. We want to be able to get here clearer or quicker. So I kind of had that insight and intuition when I was younger and have leveraged it pretty much my whole life. Yeah, so I, I love your story, and what I like about it is uh, you, you, I meet certain people along the way who are basically trend riders. Like, you know, you see a trend, and you can see something that's very apparent to you, but other people don't necessarily see it, like the reseller thing for Apple and all the things that you said. Like, no, other people didn't necessarily see it. There's people listening to this right now that are like, oh, man, I could have did that. Why didn't I think of that back then? And they were the same age group. They were the same, you know, all these things. So that being said, you know, there's some people listening right now that are just kind of getting started. Maybe they're one or two or three years out of college and they want to be entrepreneurs and maybe they're looking for, you know, how to look at some of the trends that are currently taking place and how they can capitalize on them. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that person that's seeking out that type of uh, entrepreneurial experience? You know, it, it's amazing, Adam, as you think about this, a lot of people have opportunities for the same options that are happening right in front of them, right? And they miss them. So I don't consider myself that special that I saw. What I saw was that everybody was running toward one way. And what I looked at is I said, but what if, right? What could this look like? And what do I already enjoy? And what's really exciting to me? And what could I do that even if I, it didn't work out, that at least I had a great time. So when you think about photography, when you think about computers, you're thinking, mm. well, you know, now, I'm, now the age I'm at, there's a lot of people my age that don't know computers because they never really played with them, right? It, they didn't grow up with them. So this new generation where everybody, I mean, you're always working with technology. I challenge you to go and talk about, well, how do you make sure that technology doesn't get in the way? See, whatever everybody's doing, you got to look at the angle and say, where is there an option to not do what everybody's doing? Like when you go to your mailbox and you get your mail today, how much mail is in it versus maybe 10 years ago when we got lots of junk mail? So you got to look at how the pendulum swing of change happens and how when you look where everybody's at, you got to look where they're not and look on the fringes. And that's what I've done with businesses my whole life is I look and say, what are they really asking for? What do they really want? Right? How do you talk to them and have dialogue with them and not confuse them with a lot of um, acronyms and words that they're going to not connect with? When you come out of college and you're excited about what you learned or you see opportunities, I've seen people come out of college and learn things that literally have nothing to do with their major because they built such great relationships in college or outside of college. That's what helped leverage them. I'm about relationships, and I still think that hasn't changed over the course of time, that still building relationships and getting to know people and really getting to connect with them on a true uh, deep level is how somebody gets to want to work with you no matter what your skill set is. It's about your mindset. Yeah, I love that. I love that advice. And, uh, and it's funny because you bring out the, you bring up the mail thing. I literally just, uh, I, I do the same thing. And I literally just thought about it the other day and created maybe about a month ago, two months ago now, um, a, a, um, a book club where, where, where listeners and people that, that choose to subscribe, they get a book once a quarter. And, and my whole thought process in doing that was people don't get mail anymore and they like getting mail and they want to get something good. So everybody's going one way and going digital. And I said, well, I have these books. If I cut Amazon out, then I can actually give them to people that are in the part of the book club at 50% off by cutting Amazon out. So, and I, I make my same margin. The, the, the end consumer wins because they get something in the mail and it's, it's fun. It's a novelty. It's good. But um, they also get a better price. And, and, and the only one that loses is nobody because Amazon, I get more book sales on Amazon too because people talk about it. So everybody wins. So I love, I love your thought process um, behind this. Let's switch 
let's switch it up a bit, Mark. Um, let's get a little bit more into what you're doing over at Mark A. Wolf Enterprises. So what kind of projects do you typically work on and what type of clients do you help? So most of the time we work with larger organizations because they have the resources and they have the influence to create more change. But, you know, we don't work with a business because a business is an entity, right? That's a legal corporation. What we do is work with people inside businesses. It doesn't matter how large a company is, they still have humans. And those can be leaders, and sure, they can be in charge of hundreds of millions or billions of dollars worth of responsibility for the company. But they still need that same output. They still need to be able to motivate their employees. They still need to clarify the message. They still need to be able to work together. And what I've found in my career is that executives and people want to communicate, but unfortunately, due to the need for speed, they talk at people. And they really don't get to listen to what people really want to do or become. They were hired for a reason, these employees and even these leaders. And then what happens, the grind gets them, and they still just start working every day with their head down, working as many hours as they can to produce as much as they can. And what my job is is to have dialogue with these leaders and sometimes these employees and literally go, well, what's working and what's not? Now, that sounds simple enough, but if they don't clarify and we don't get the clarity of what the company's mission is, and we don't get where the employees fit in, somebody's working to an end that may never be where they get. And without this fit, this is what the problem is. So as a certified executive coach, I get to be able to have these dialogues with people, and the earlier I get them in their career, the better it is. And also as a consultant, I can look at things the other way, and I can say, okay, well, this is how it actually happens. Being able to have both sides and being able to, for most of my career, literally thinking about and helping people with strategy. Again, it wasn't about the camera and it's just like it wasn't about the computer. It was about the output and the outcomes. So clarifying the message so they understand what's going on is where, where I really help organizations thrive and helping make sure the people that are in their organization actually stay. Because you know, Adam, what happens is that when people have great ideas and they're squashed consistently by leadership, they go and take those ideas and they leave. And here's large organizations that literally had what they need to evolve and change inside their midst, and they let them leave because they really didn't pay attention to what the innovation or what the disruption that was disruptive innovation actually could have been inside the organization because the way we've done it is the way we're always going to do it. So once you clarify and you equip the leaders to be able to hear that message, it's really the last part of the, of the three parts is initiation. You've got to initiate the change. You actually have to help the leaders along and be able to make sure that change actually occurs. So no matter where you're in your career, if you don't clarify, equip, and then initiate, things aren't going to happen, and you're going to have that struggle. And that hasn't changed from the 1980s to being in 2019. You still have to do those pieces, and technology can help, and sometimes it can hurt. You have to know, and that's why outside humans that actually go and give you this insight are so much more valuable because I'll ask questions that other people are afraid to ask. And then employees will tell me things that they're afraid to tell their own bosses because of the way that it would be perceived. Our job is to go help clarify that message and be able to make sure it gets across. And that's how we put it all together so and, and affect change on a consistent basis. That's awesome. So, Mark, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Mark A. Wolf Enterprises or to connect with you, what's the best route for them to get it? You know, we're based in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I'm originally from New Jersey, so we have those northern and southern insights on the way we do business. But they can reach out to me at markawolf.com. So it's M-A-R-C, 
A W O L F E dot com. And of course, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're going to connect with me on LinkedIn, I like to make sure that at least we have one conversation or at least a text or an email back and forth to at least know who you are and see how we can help. That's awesome. Uh, so, Mark, I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and the great work you're doing over at Mark A. Wolf Enterprises. And to my audience, as always, really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Mark, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.